Buckle up for a new episode of the Be She Podcast, the show where we have real and raw conversations to inspire and empower you to be seen and heard so you can create balance and everything you want in your life and business. I'm your host, Heidi Schock, and I'm excited to walk alongside of you on this journey of being seen, heard, and empowered. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with Angie Barrett. And but before I introduce you to this amazing, I mean, when I say amazing, I truly mean amazing because wait till you hear her story. She is so empowering. She's such an inspiration. She's a powerful force. And I am just so honored to be bringing you, bringing her to you today. Uh, so Angie Barrett is an intuitive movement coach, advanced trauma-informed yoga instructor, registered nurse and stand-up paddleboard yoga instructor, I can't wait to learn more about that, who understands the human body and how it works. She helps use play and movement to connect to their inner bodies, releasing stress, anxiety, depression, and trauma. Angie is the owner and creator of Angie Barrett Movement, coaching people how to release stored trauma in their bodies while increasing energy, strength, and flexibility. She has been featured in Psychology Today, Brains Magazine, Authority Magazine, Bustle, Subkit, The Feisty News and Newsbreak, On the Bright Side of Life podcast, Caregiver Chronicles podcast, Wellness by Design podcast, Billy D's podcast, Now the Be She podcast, and so much more. Whew. Hi, Angie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Heidi. Thanks for having me on the Be She podcast. I am super excited. I know you. We've known each other for a little bit now. So I know Angie's story. And I was so excited when she was like a yes to being a guest on this podcast, on my podcast, because I just think she has a powerful story and journey and how much she's overcome. She is truly epitomized the empowerment of being seen and heard. So Angie, I know all you do in your business and you have been all over the media, which is kudos to you and congratulations on that. I do want to celebrate you for that. So thank you. I have a very good business coach, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, but this is, uh, so tell me every time we start a business and this is, I'm, I'm guessing this is you too. Many yeah. times we start our business based on things we've gone through or our story or our journey. If, is that the case for you? And if so, are you willing to share your journey with the audience? Absolutely. Um, absolutely to all of the above. Yes, I did start my business based on my own personal experiences, and I'd love to talk about it. Um, so I always get a little, um, the way that I tell my story and the way that it happened to me, I don't have memories of it chronologically, but it makes more sense if I tell it chronologically. So I'll start. When I was little, um, I was sexually abused. I started being abused when I was very little and it went for most of my teenage years. Started when I was very little, went till I was actually probably left the house till I went to college. And it was, um, happened at church. It happened by friends of my parents and my parents had no idea. So I had this horrible trauma happening while I was a child and it was still, I was growing, I was developing, I was having to function normally. 
And the only way that I could do that was to completely repress those memories. So I actually no memories of it until about seven years ago. Um, but I grew up as a child. I became an adult. I went to college. I got married. Um, I married an abusive man. You know, that tends to happen when one has an abusive childhood. We repeat those patterns. And the only one of the only good things I can say is that I graduated college and I graduated as a registered nurse. So I became a registered nurse. I worked in high acuity settings, meaning emergency departments, ICU. So I surrounded myself with a lot of adrenaline and a lot of trauma. That was really some of the only way that I could actually feel anything. I was so disconnected from my emotions, from feelings, from sensations because of the abuse that I had experienced as a child. And I ultimately divorced. Uh, my husband and I got divorced. My now ex-husband and I got divorced. And I started on a journey towards healing. That was kind of this big um, catalyst to start me towards a healing journey. And I started doing a lot of therapy, worked through the abuse of my marriage. And then about seven and a half, almost eight years ago, I was um, dating someone. And I was still working as a nurse, but I was dating someone and they cheated on me. And the way that they let me know was they posted on Facebook that they were now with someone else while we were together. And so that devastation and that betrayal unlocked the memories of my child abuse. So I started dealing with dueling traumas, both the fact that my partner had been cheating on me and the memories of my childhood. And I went into a really, really dark place. Um, I got incredibly, I just went to a very dark place. And that then I had to go down, hit rock bottom, and I started on a path towards healing. That's what really kicked in my journey towards healing. And it has been a challenge because for much of my life, I've realized that I have carried these negative beliefs that I'm not good enough, that I have no value, all these things that started when I was a child based on the trauma that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And about five years ago, I needed, I couldn't work as a nurse anymore. It was too much. Um, I'd had a patient assault me, um, hurt my back. So I had a lot of trauma also with work and I decided to go to graduate school. I was going to become a nurse practitioner. Halfway through my nurse practitioner program, I realized I hated it. I hated the structure of it. I hated the idea that I would see patients for 10, 15 minutes and then they'd be on their way, that I wasn't able to really help proactively um, help them change their lives. It was more about prescribing medications is what it felt like to me. So I took a break and I have practiced yoga for many, many years. I've, I've done it since I was in my 20s. And the yoga studio that I went to was offering a yoga teacher training. And I thought, well, I need something to do since I'm taking a break from graduate school. So I decided to take this yoga teacher training. And I loved it. I loved being able to connect with my body in a way that I hadn't been able to before and then helping others to connect to theirs. And things evolved. And so I started working as a yoga instructor. And Around the time that COVID hit, I was going to launch, just prior to COVID, I should say, I was going to launch an online yoga studio. I was going to be unique. I was going to be different, work with people in their homes, give people that option. And I was ready to launch it. And then COVID hit and everybody went online <laughs> and I no longer was unique. Um, and so I was having to battle all of the big yoga studios that were doing everything online. And when COVID hit, a friend of mine, another yoga instructor, told me that she was going to take a trauma-informed yoga instructor class and asked if I wanted to take it with her. 
And I did. And that just opened up my world and changed everything. It really, the, the training that I did taught me how to really connect to my nervous system. It helped me heal more than anything else. And so one of the things that I learned is the importance of play and how play really helps to tap into a part of our nervous system that we, um, we don't use as adults. Mm. And almost simultaneously, um, I was dealing, I've, I've been in intensive therapy, still am actually, quite frankly. Um, I was dealing with some intensive therapy to help with the childhood trauma that I experienced. The problem with childhood trauma is that when children are growing up, that's when their brains and all their neurons are forming. So if they're experiencing trauma, it's like their brain is marinating in those trauma hormones. And so um, that's how the brain forms. And my therapist had this protocol that she wanted to try with me that works for children who have experienced um, trauma at such a young age. And she taught me that all humans, all mammals, um, all of us, mammals, humans, humans are mammals, we're born with our brains pre-wired with seven circuits, meaning we come out knowing seven things. Our brains are already wired for them. And play is one of those things. And so think about how puppies, you know, learn, how babies learn, we play games with them. And as adults, we still have that wiring for play. So as I learned those two things, both in my trauma class, how powerful play and movement was, and I was working through that healing the childhood trauma with my therapist, I started actually, my body started these involuntary movements. And um, I don't know how to describe them other than it's like this untwisting. My body actually physically moves. And I saw multiple doctors, multiple psychiatrists, my therapist consulted with many people and nobody could really, nobody knew what it was other than my body was releasing trauma. So I started using movement and play and imagination and that just started really releasing this trauma for me. And then I told a few friends about it and they wanted to try it. So I taught them some of the stuff and it worked for them, even though they hadn't experienced the same trauma that I have. I believe we all experience trauma in our lives and to whatever degree it is. And it worked for them. And so I started really exploring how to teach people ways to connect to their body because we're so disconnected um, as I was healing on my journey as long as I was a few steps ahead of the people who I was working with. Um, and now it's turned into this whole big movement of using play and movement to help people release and heal and connect to themselves so they can find that peace. Wow. <laughs> thank you for all of that. And that there's like so much there I want to dive into with you. So thank you for sharing all of that. One is that, you know, what I want to say, thank you for being so open with sharing and in your, in your, with your, with your history, with your past, with your, and the more you all that are listening, get to know Angie and I, and, you know, invite you to reach out with her for her, to her. And I'm going to, we're going to share how you can do that at the end of this episode. But, um, and I normally don't say this this early, but and reach out to Angie, like the more you get to know her, the more you're going to understand and realize what a powerhouse she is and everything she's truly overcome. Um, and we're not going to dive into all of that today because there's there's so much that I want to want you to share with our audience, Angie, about one, you know, releasing trauma, because like we shared, talked about a little bit behind the scenes before we we went live here or recorded um, 
that many entrepreneurs, as we're growing our business, when many of the times we're stuck is because of trauma that we were, we've, we're holding on to that we may not even realize from our past. And you shared that you blocked that out completely getting, and you've gone through a lot in your childhood. And it's amazing to me that that just shut down because it, you went into survival mode. And the only way for you to survive was for your brain to say, nope, we're just going to, we're just going to, you know, shut that off. Right. Yeah. And I'm guessing that happens for many, many tra trauma survivors, um, especially with the level of trauma you've been through. So what are ways that entrepreneurs can tap into the trauma that maybe they don't realize that they're holding on to that's keeping them stuck in their business and keeping them in scarcity or keeping them in the, um, the fear of moving forward, whatever that looks like. Cause you, you, you touched on that. Um, and I would love, cause the goal here on this, on this podcast is for women to step into the, empower them to be seen, be heard, get them, get their stories out there, get their message out there so they can transform the lives of others and also build a thriving business so they can create their dream life for them and their families. So how were you able to tap into that? And how can you share that they can tap into that to realize that if you're stuck tapping into your, your past trauma and taking certain steps in order to release that can really, you know, launch you quickly into the next level in your business? That is a great question. And the way that I work with my clients and the way that I do it is kind of different. So instead of really necessarily delving into the trauma that you've experienced, I actually work with people to uncover what the negative belief they carry about themselves is. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of my negative beliefs about myself is I don't deserve anything good. And so there is a part of me that's holding back on my business because I feel like I don't deserve anything good. I'm not going to get what I want. And so why even bother trying? And um, there's typically for most of us, a lot of discomfort or angst, or I call it emotional itchiness around sitting in or delving into those thoughts. So what I actually recommend to people is a simple movement, like even a side to side sway or front to back. That's very soothing. We do that for babies. Keep coming back to that childhood brain that we're born with. Um, and so coming for me, side to side is more soothing. So that's what I do. So as I do a side to side sway, I start to think, okay, now what is what's stopping me? Or I'll talk my clients through, what's the negative belief that you have about yourself? Um, is it that you're stupid? Is it that you're not smart enough? Is it that you have no value that you don't, wh whatever it is. And those are ones that I commonly hear from people. And adding that movement into it while you explore what that negative belief is really kind of shifts it. So rather than sitting in that discomfort of, oh my gosh, I can't even look at what it is that's so painful, the movement gives your nervous system a chance to settle down, to actually relax so that you can step back from that discomfort and start to explore what that negative belief is that's holding you back. And then I question, and I, this is what I um, recommend to my clients that they do is question, is that really true? So for me, my belief that I don't get anything that I want, then I start to think through, well, what did I get this week that I wanted? Oh, well, I went and I got that pizza for dinner that I wanted, or I went and I got, you know, whatever it is, those small little things that help to empower and give your brain a chance to say, oh, no wait, that's actually not necessarily true. I can look at it differently. That was something that happened back then. And I don't even need to know what it was that happened back then. I just know that I have this negative belief. And is it true now? 
and adding that movement, the side to side sway. Sometimes when it's a, a negative belief, that's really, really uncomfortable. Um, I worked with a client and her belief was that she wasn't important. That was something that had happened based on her childhood. And it was too uncomfortable even for a sway. So we ended up stomping around the room like a Tyrannosaurus Rex where she got to roar and yell and, and say, I am important. So sometimes those negative beliefs may have so much energy surrounding them that it takes a bigger movement to do. Um, so adding a movement in while you explore, what is it that I really believe about myself? Not... It's not um, I that nobody is going to want to work with me. It's the why would nobody want to work with you? Is it because you believe you don't have any value? Is it because you believe you're stupid? It's the why. What is that negative belief about yourself? Mm. I love that perspective, Angie. Like, that's so good. Um, and I love that you also, like, customize the play on the person. Like, a sway might work for some people. And you mentioned this when you were sharing your story, the play like when we're born, we're born with seven. What did you say? Seven already like pre-wired we're pre-wired. Mm -hmm. um, so you bring us back to that pre-wiring with your play and play is one of them. And as we grow up, we lose creativity as an, right. Cause we get in the like realist way of living. Like we're told so often, like, you know, do your homework or do this. And it, it's like, we're, and I do this with my kids too. So I'm learning, like bring the play back in because as adults, we lose that. We lose our creativity. We lose our playfulness. We lose our, you know, it's, it's more about responsibilities than about bringing the fun in. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, like in a good way, because that's what I do with my clients too. It's all about like, bring the fun in. And I, and I joke with them. I'm like, this is like kind of like a crazy thing to say when it's your values, like really getting with your branding. Part of my branding is fun. So I love your branding as play because a lot of, a lot of coaches out there are like, this is what you need to do to get to this point. And it's like, but it gets to be fun. Why make this harder than it needs to be? And when we bring in the fun and the play, the creativity just starts opening up. Right, Angie. And I love that you customize this for your clients and like, okay, one person may need to sway and feel that like their mother's arms around them again. Right. That love that we had as infants, because as infants, we don't necessarily need as food as much as we need love and touch and having that sway. Like when you were saying it, I was like, kind of like slow, like in my mind, I'm like, yeah. wow. Like, for, so for you all listening, like just take a second right now and just sway a little bit and see how freeing that feels. And I tell my clients too, I'm like, when you, before you go live, if you're super scared, I put music on and I dance and sing around the house. That brings me back into the fun and the play and the joy. So I love that you do that with your clients. I think it's so empowering and freeing. I actually work with people. And so one of the things that I do is I really work with people to help learn what cues their bodies are giving them because our brains are so disconnected from our bodies. So more than even just a sway, like I said, I go side to side. So I recommend start with side to side and notice what happens with your shoulders, what happens with your gut or your toes or your toes gripping into the mat. Now try going front to back and notice how it changes in your body. Everybody has one way that feels more soothing, front to back or side to side. Everybody's different. And so notice with one direction, your shoulders are going to tense up a little bit more, maybe your back muscles, your gut. 
And so finding even that simple, for me, it's side to side, but many of my clients, it is front to back. So that's that exploration. It's learning how to connect to what is your body telling you? And those are signals by like your shoulders coming up, your gut clenching. And so, yes, everything, even trauma healing can have fun elements to it. It doesn't have to be so heavy. It's bringing the fun, the play and releasing some of that pent up trauma energy swirling tornado of energy is what I call it. Yeah. Amazing. So tell, tell us a little more about your paddleboard yoga that you do. Yeah. So I love to paddleboard. Um, (laughs) and quite frankly, my dog loves to paddleboard. She'll go out with me. Um, so paddleboard yoga is a mind body practice unlike anything else because it um you have to be able to focus on a moving platform while you're moving so i um typically go out uh, i drop an anchor meaning i drop an anchor down into the bottom of the waterbed wherever i am so that my board doesn't really move too much And then I practice yoga and it is incredible. It is so much more challenging because you've got a board that's kind of shifting while you're moving. Um, I fall in regularly. People always ask me, well, what happens if you fall in? And my response is falling isn't failing. It's letting you push your body to the limits in a way that then gives you a fun feedback. When your mind wanders, in you go to the water. It is an incredibly focused way of finding this mind-body connection without too much sensory overload. So for a lot of us, when we do mind-body practices, it can be too much sensory input. And so we shut down. Um, and as humans, we're incredibly sophisticated. So one of the ways that we shut down is our brain starts rationally thinking through things because we can't be in our rational brain and our feeling brain at the same time. And so it's a way that your rational brain has to shut down because it's all about sensory input to keep you in the moment. And it's challenging and it's fun. And then you fall in the water and you come up sputtering and laugh. I come up sputtering and laughing. And (laughs) I intentionally will do moves that I know that I can't um, or that are a challenge for me on the paddleboard. Um, to fall in and then to get up and try again and then to get up and try again. So yeah, I love to stand up paddleboard. Hmm. Uh, it sounds amazing. And I would, when you were talking about it, I'm like, I would totally fall in um, because I don't even do yoga on the floor in the house. So I know I would fall in, but it sounds so fun. And what I thought about is like, it's connection to spirit. It's connection to, to nature. Yes. It's connection yes. to self. There's so much going on at one point at the same time. And I love that you said falling's not failing. So you're also learning, your brain is learning to, to trust. You're learning to trust and just release and let go. And many of us are like, especially in our business, we try to hold on to so much and control everything. And this is what, from what I'm gaining from your sharing is that this is a, this is a time where you just get to trust and release. And the more we do that, the more our brain will wake up to that and go, okay, when something happens in our business, that's like overwhelming, or we're in imposter syndrome, or we're like feeling our stuckness. It's like, no, now that we've done the paddle boarding and the yoga all at once, and we're learning how to just trust and release. It's like, okay, your brain is like, no, we've got this. It's amazing to me how when we can give our mind a chance to quiet down, our body knows. Um, I read, there's a statistic that our body sends 11 million bits of information to our brain per second. 
So our body's taken all this sensory information, trying to send it to our brain, but our brain can only process 50 bits of information per second, five zero. So that's like 0.00046% of the sensory information that our body's sending. So when we can give our brain a chance to turn off and tune into all that sensory information that our body's telling us, it opens up this pathway for us to know where to go, what to do. And stand-up paddleboard yoga is the way that I do that. But there's a lot of ways. You talked about putting music on and dancing. It's the same type of thing. It's shutting the brain off so that our sensory information coming from our body can lead us into the direction that we need to go. Yeah. Be a, be a kid again. Let go and release and just have some fun. Allow fun in your life and the creative juice is flowing. and Everything gets easier. I like always say, like, let's keep it super simple because yep. we tend to overcomplicate things, especially as women in, 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 in when we're entrepreneurs and we're juggling family and kids and spouses and friends and life and homes, all the things that we, we are responsible for, uh, adding some fun in just takes the pressure off. It does. It completely lighter. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for all these amazing shares, Angie. I'm like, I know I'm going to re- like, listen to this again and go, I have to have Angie back. Cause now I have more questions. So <laughs> Absolutely. We'll bringing you back as long as you're open and available. Yes. <laughs> so is there any tips from you starting your business and you moving through what you went through, like releasing those past traumas, moving into a, you know, obviously the abusive relationship. And there's so much we can dive into today. Um, but we would be here for, I don't think three days. Um, but so we'll definitely be bringing you back, but what would you say would be your biggest takeaway that you've learned through your journey, as far as helping female entrepreneurs that are listening to this level them up level for themselves? This is going to sound counterintuitive, but, um, the biggest piece of advice I would give is it's okay to take a break when your body is shutting down or when you're at that overwhelmed state to continue pushing is just going to pile more trauma on and push you further and further behind. So sometimes just walk away, walk away for a little bit, take a break, rejuvenate yourself. It's okay to put your needs first for a little while. You'll come back when you're ready. There's no need to have shame about it. No need to set a time limit. Your body will tell you when you're ready to come back. And there's no shame in that. In fact, it's the healthiest thing that you can do. That That is powerful. And I love it. And yes, it sounds super simple. But as women, we don't do that. And that's why I, I just was saying right before you shared that, like, I love to tell everybody, keep it super simple. And you just kept it super simple. Like you broke it down. You're like, one thing, just walk away. And that is some of the times the most powerful, loving thing you can do for yourself in all areas of your life. If you're having a breakdown with your children or you're having a breakdown with your spouse, or you're having a breakdown with your business, you know what? Just step away. You're not leaving. You're just taking a moment and a break, and then you'll come back to it. And you have a whole new perspective. And when you were talking about paddleboarding, yoga paddleboarding, I thought, you know, we, you're connecting to spirit, but you're also connecting to your inner intuition. And I know for me, that was my biggest, like, I didn't trust it and I'm learning how to trust it. And I'm learning when I get a feeling. So I'm guessing that that's a really powerful exercise too, for really getting in tune to your, how your body feels and connected with that. So you can trust your intuition. And as women, we have deep intuition, correct, Angie? hundred percent. Yes. 
So women, ladies who are, if, when you're listening to this, like when you have a feeling that shows up in your body, pay attention to it. It could be the smallest thing, but check in and practice, reach out to Angie and learn more about yoga paddleboarding. Cause I think it's incredible. Um, and I think it, I've just never knew anything about it. And I'm just like, wow, that's a really powerful way to really get connected in so many ways. And you'll come back to your business really fresh. You'll come back to your relationships really fresh. And you're going to show up as the true person that you are in a fun way. And just so many things are going to open. So thank you so much, Angie, for sharing. Heidi, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed this. So how do we get in touch with the beautiful, lovely Angie? How do we get more of you? Yeah. So um, I do work one-on-one with clients and I'm starting an intuitive movement class. So if you want to learn more about intuitive movement, the best way to get in touch with me, um, I do free consultations. So if you want to learn how movement can help you release whatever's holding you back, um, my website is angiebarrettmovement.com. And I spell my last name funny. We spell it B-E-R-R-E-T-T. And just go to my website. It has all sorts of information. And I do have a free ebook that I've written that um, is called Healing in Motion. Um, It's an introduction to trauma-informed movement. And it talks deeper about what trauma is, how it impacts your body, and how movement can help heal. And you can also access that through my website. Awesome. So make sure you go check out Angie, Angie Barrett, B-E-R-R-E-T-T.com. No, movement.com. Angie Barrett, movement.com. And go grab her ebook. Where do we find that, Angie? Um, I sent you the, you can get it through my website and I sent you the link. to. So go to her website and grab that. Also check out the show notes for this episode, all the links to her social media. You can find her on all the platforms. And you can also, you know, check out her course. You, if you, if you want to level up in your business and you want to bring play and movement into your life, and this is going to help you. I know that's why I love that you're here, Angie, because you are going to help them in all areas of their life, not just business, but also in their relationships, their, their abundance, their business and their health and wellness too. So reach out to Angie. Angie, thank you. I'm so grateful you're here with me today. I'm so grateful to reconnect with you. You're such a blessing And you're so worthy. You're so loved. You're so powerful. And I'm really just grateful to get to reconnect with you and, um, and have you here with me today. So thank you. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Make sure you join us for the next episode of the Be She podcast and go connect with Angie Barrett, angiebarrettmovement.com. Have a phenomenal day, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week on Be She. If you've enjoyed what you're hearing, you can subscribe to the show so you'll never miss a thing. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating and review. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And in the meantime, go shine your light and be seen, be heard, and be empowered.